Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hey, this is Melvin. We're actually on break from the Selling the Couch podcast, but I thought it would be fun just to share some of the most popular episodes as well as some of my most favorite episodes from uh, Selling the Couch. We've had over 200 episodes now, and I know that for me, listening to some of these old episodes, I always pick up something and learn something new. So I hope that you enjoy today's session. Before we do get to today's session, I just wanted you to encourage you to check out the Selling the Couch directory if you haven't had a chance. Uh, Basically, the directory makes it easier for us to connect and support one another as we grow our businesses. So after you register and you sign up, you you create a profile that lets us know more about your practice, the good work that you're doing in the world, uh, the unique niches that you serve, niches beyond just a traditional DSM diagnosis, uh, groups and workshops and retreats and areas of consultation, all of those different things. And after you fill that out, um, it's actually way uh, easier than it sounds. But uh, after you fill it out, your practice gets placed on a Google map. That way, fellow couchies can find you in order to cross-refer clients. If they need a consult on a certain area, they can do that as well. Um, One of the things that we actually have been working on that I'm just like really excited about um, with this recent update is we created a custom cross-refer tool. Um, So if you look on any of these online communities, a lot of times you'll see, you know, hey, I'm looking for, you know, a clinician that that lives in this area, that accepts this insurance, that, you know, works with millennials. And so we thought, why not just make it easy and create a tool to do this? So you basically can run just some filters so you can, you know, ask questions like that. And you click just a a number of different things and you get search results. um, And it makes the process of just cross-referring a lot easier. You can learn more about the directory over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. And please enter the promo code podcast for your first month absolutely free. We'll get right to today's session. Here we go. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 190 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your day. So this is a bittersweet episode as this will be the last episode for this season. Next month, I'm going to take just some time off just to focus on being a husband and a daddy to our daughter. And I just focus on self-care as well because baby girl is still not quite sleeping through the night and I could really use some more naps. But uh, for this episode, I'm really excited because it features many of you. And I actually got this idea 
for this episode a couple of weeks ago. And as I was reflecting and thinking about the podcasts and all of our business journeys, the question that many of us have are, how in the world do I get referrals for my private practice? And so today's episode is all about that very question. And so we have 19 of our colleagues who send in an audio recording to answer this question, what's the number one way that I get referrals for my private practice? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play each of these recordings and then I'm going to come on just very briefly after each recording and just sort of reflect and share something that I particularly picked up from that recording. Before we do get to today's podcast session, I just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Therapy Notes for just being wonderful supporters and friends of the podcast. I actually got to go over a couple of months ago to meet the team over at Therapy Notes. They're actually a local company uh, just outside of Philly here. And uh, it was just, it was really neat to one, uh, you see these products and things like that online, but it was so neat to be able to meet the people who created it and who helped manage it. And they're doing some pretty amazing stuff. One of the really cool features I actually wanted to talk to you about, which I'll I'll talk a little bit more extensively at the end of our time, but Therapy Notes actually basically has this feature where credit card and debit card and health savings account card processing is actually integrated into Therapy Notes. And so there's a small additional charge, but it's very minimal. But the really nice thing is you can then store all of this information within, within the electronic health record, and then it um, it stays completely secure. And then they are, they are, it's also PCI compliant. So that way you have that whole extra layer of security. You can learn more about Therapy Notes over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash therapy notes. And at checkout, if you enter the word Melvin, um, you get two months absolutely free. That's a promo code just for our listeners. So we'll get right to today's podcast session, which you can follow along over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 190. Hi, my name is Amy Tez, and I'm joining you from Lexington, Massachusetts. The number one way I get referrals for my practice is by using everyday language to describe my work with potential clients. The way I talk about my work on my website or Psychology Today profile often leads people to use the contact forms to ask for a free phone consultation. It's during that call that I give them an opportunity to tell me more about what's going on for them and ask me questions. I offer some empathic responses, ask about what they're hoping to gain from therapy, and reassure them that they are in control of how therapy will work for them. More often than not, potential clients have their first session scheduled with me by the end of the call. Feel free to visit my website at www.amytez.com. That's spelled A-M-Y-T-E-S-Z. Best of luck to you. Hey, Amy, it's Melvin. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing such a great tip. I know that this is something that I struggle with, even both talking to potential clients and even writing content is the struggle to not use technical language. And for me, just hearing that tip, it was just a good reminder for me that one of the most effective ways to utilize our training and clinical knowledge is to be able to take very complex subject matter and technical language and break it down in a way that is easy for folks to understand. So thanks for sharing that tip. Bye. 
Hello, this is Dr. Carmen Roman. I am in San Jose, California, and my website is emotionsinharmony.org. The number one way that I get referrals is by every time I say my career, my profession, I always say I work with Spanish speakers, especially those who with, with deep trauma, you know, sexual abuse, suicide, all of this. And this very simple and relaxed way of sharing actually gets into people's minds. If they have a situation where they find a Spanish speaker with a deep trauma, they are going to think about me and they are going to call me or let the client call me. And I always say, if needed, you don't need to do anything other than let the person call me. Because one I told to them is going to be most likely my client. And also, I have Facebook lives. And if I talk to the client, even though I am not the one going to give the service, I give them some videos to keep thinking about it or to work with their own therapist. So, short, providing service, doing with your heart, works the best for me. Hey, Carmen, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for just such a great tip. Uh, one of the things that I have most appreciated about you is that you're very clear in who you want to serve. And I love the every time you, you speak, I often just find myself reflecting on what you're saying, because I know that you have such a wealth of experience. For those of you guys that don't know, Carmen was actually on a previous episode of the podcast. So just look a couple of episodes back and she actually built a successful private practice in Mexico and then moved to San Jose, California and started a second practice. And so she's got such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to building a business. And I love that perspective of the relaxed way of sharing versus using technical language, right? Especially when it's something like trauma, right? And so, and yeah, I just, I love that tip. And then the use of Facebook Live as a way of serving, uh, that was actually also a tip uh, that someone else shared on this episode. And it is neat that that we can use these different pieces of technology, right? And so one of the things that I particularly love about these Facebook Lives are you can schedule them when you want. And the key thing is just to focus on one little nuanced thing that a potential client is struggling with and just focus that one Facebook Live on that episode versus trying to, you know, write or share an entire book worth of content on a Facebook Live. So Carmen, thank you so much for sharing. Hi. My name is Cecilia Racine. I'm joining you from Washington, D.C., and my website is at www.immigrationevaltraining.com. The number one way I get referrals for my practice is by reaching out to immigration attorneys. I always make sure to approach them from a place of service by seeing how I can help them and their clients with immigration evaluations. I've used a variety of methods, but I've found that what works best is sharing information with them about how trauma and mental illness can affect their clients, especially when it comes to their client's ability to testify or recall events. I've done this informally through conversations, as well as more formal literature and presentations. I also really enjoy getting to know them and sending them thank you gifts that are tailored specifically to them. When one of the lawyers was training for a marathon, I sent him a goodie basket with energy gel, cliff bars, and an iTunes gift card for his playlist. Hey, Cecilia. 
Thank you so much for that great tip. So good to hear from you. It's been amazing to see how you have built a niche with immigration evals and how you're heading that way. For those of you guys, if you look back to a couple of episodes back of the podcast, Cecilia was a guest and talked about doing immigration eval trainings and and sort of the tips and strategies to get started on those. And uh, I love that tip of who are the people basically that that need those services and then um, how can I best support them? And I love the little nuanced things to say that you mentioned. So it's not that you're just giving them a business card and being like, hey, I do immigration eval trainings, right? But you're actually providing that psychoeducation piece of and forming that real bridge, right? And also by by that way, you're also sharing your expertise of how trauma and mental health affects those who may need an immigration eval. And then uh, finally, I love that tip about just the power of personal relationships, right? These aren't just referral sources, quote unquote, but these are real human beings who have interests and all those things outside of their work. And so I love just little ways that you really take care of them and think about them. So thanks for sharing, Cecilia. Hope you're well. So the way that I get clients is mainly through my own ability to connect in my community. So I've actually, the first day that I opened up my practice, I went around my community and actually knocked on the doors of other therapists with my flyers, with my business cards. And I just introduced myself. There's nothing better than face-to-face marketing because, you know, they know who you are. They get a sense and a feel. And for a couple of people, I ended up spending like over an hour just talking to them about their practice and, and their lives. And a few of those people have actually become friends of mine. We have lunch together. I actually started a consultation group with another person who I networked with face-to-face. And so those are the people who are sending me clients. And they also kind of have a sense of who I am. So they know what type of client I work best with and who would work best with me. So I would highly recommend just going out into into your community, knocking on doors, the old-fashioned way, bringing business cards, and bringing that human component to the business. Hey, Christy. uh, So good to hear from you. Thank you so much for just such that great tip. I love, (laughs) love the way you phrased it. uh, Just the power of good old fashioned building relationships and knocking on the doors of other therapists, introducing myself. I know for many of us, something like that is so scary. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, go knock on 50 doors necessarily in one day, but just being, seeing colleagues as a way to serve one another and just actually seeing them as human and getting to know them. So such a great tip. Thanks for sharing, Christy. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Cush, and I'm coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland. My website is progressioncounseling.com. And the number one way I get referrals for my practice is by building strong relationships with other therapists and healers in the community. It's wonderful to know when I can refer out to someone who I believe is a better fit for a particular client. And having that confidence comes from knowing those other healers, those other therapists. And as they get to know you, 
they can refer to you with confidence as well. So good luck in your journeys. And I hope you start building strong relationships with people in the community. Hey, Viz, it's Melvin. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing that great tip about the power of building strong relationships with other therapists and healers in our local communities. As I think about a lot of these episodes, that has been one of the things that's really stood out, you know, as I was even reflecting people, you know, on that question of like, how do you get referrals? And one of the best ways is realizing who you serve and who you don't serve. And then also seeing colleagues in the community, not as competition, but as allies who ultimately help to serve the community that we all serve in. Thanks again, Viz, for sharing. My name is Jeff Brandler. I'm from Mountain Lakes, New Jersey. My website is www.changeispossible.org. One of the ways that I've gotten referrals is through the local moms group on Facebook. Apparently, I saw a couple of moms group members, unbeknownst to me, and they spread the word about my therapy, and that has generated more and more referrals over the years. I feel very blessed by this. Hey, Jeff, it's Melvin. Thank you so much for sharing that tip. When you started to speak, I was like, I know he's got something really good to say. And then when you said the local moms group on Facebook, I kind of paused and I was like, and then I was reflecting and I was like, man, that is really impressive. One of the things that I was just reflecting on when I heard that recording was just the power of doing good work, you know, and how sometimes the work that we do is is like the best marketing tool. So thank you so much for sharing, Jeff. The number one way I get referrals is through divorce attorneys and other therapists who will be comfortable referring to me because I have reached out to them and gotten to know them and have them gotten to know me from a Facebook group I run and a variety of other activities that I've done to create credibility with my community. Hey, Jill, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for sharing. Just what a great tip. As I was listening to your recording, I just kept thinking the power of niching, right? Like a lot of these episodes have talked about niching and and why that's effective. And I remember the first time I heard about niching, I was like, this sounds really weird. I I don't know that I want to do this because it's already hard enough to start a service-based business. And why would I not try to get everybody to see as many people as possible, as long as I feel like I'm clinically competent to handle those. And so your tip reminded me of that, right? You're very clear. By the way, Jill's website is over at Princeton Counseling and Parenting Center, and she knows exactly who she is meant to serve. And so when she's reaching out and building relationships, they're authentic relationships, but she's very intentional in who she builds relationships with. So Jill, thanks so much for sharing. Hi, my name is Jim Jonas, director of the Jonas Center in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Our website is www.thejonascenter.com. The number one way we get referrals is to keep our message personable professional, and simple. At the Jonas Center, we promote an atmosphere that is respectful, engaging, private, convenient, effective, and affordable. 
we often have people comment on how they don't feel like a number or a patient at the Jonas Center versus going to an impersonal medical clinic. I like to think that I encourage and model for the staff greeting and treating clients with care, understanding, and empathy. This warm, welcoming, friendly, professional tone drives our message in our literature, our ads, and on our website. I want to say thanks to Melvin for continuing to have a great podcast and for providing this opportunity. Best to you. Hey, Jim, so good to hear from you. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think as I was listening to your recording, the thing that really resonated for me is just the power of being human, right? Especially, I think, I know that I struggle with this, which is when a business is small, it's very easy to focus on the personal, right? And forming that personal connection. As a business grows, that becomes a lot harder. And I just love the way you shared that, that every person is a person. They're not just a number or an ID or, yeah, or someone that you just serve, right? And so remembering that that human element and that how you reflect and interact with each person makes a world of difference in their world. So thanks so much for sharing, Jim. Hi, my name is Judy Herman. I'm joining you from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and my website is judycounselor.com. First of all, Melvin, thank you so much for this opportunity to be one of your guests on this podcast. The number one way I get referrals for my practice, especially in the last few months, is through Facebook Live videos. Every Thursday evening at 6.30 Eastern Time, I do a five-minute psychoeducational blurb about messy relationships. I do specialize in couples counseling, but I'm also looking for referrals outside the four walls of my office through speaking opportunities and being a podcast guest. So I'm excited to share the core message of the book I just wrote, Beyond Messy Relationships, Divine Invitations to Your Authentic Self. So being a guest here is a special opportunity. And by the way, my website is in constant reconstruction mode, but for now it's Facebook live videos. So join me and comment when you can on my page, but the Facebook page is Judy K. Herman. But again, I appreciate so much this podcast and I'm excited. I've learned so much. Thanks again. Hey, Judy. So good to hear from you. And I'm just so excited to hear and learn about just the beautiful work that you're doing in the world. I love the tip about Facebook videos. Uh, One of the things that I, the nuanced tip I picked up in that is you actually do it at a consistent day and a time. And so that's really cool. It's almost like it builds anticipation for your listeners that are the folks that are consuming the Facebook lives, you know, hey, Judy's going to be on soon. And and so that's really cool. And so uh, such a great tip. And I uh, can't wait to see where all of this goes. Thanks for sharing. Hi, my name is Julie Clark, and I'm joining you from Ontario, Canada. And my website is located at www.julieclark.com therapy.com. And the way I get referrals for my practice is word of mouth. Hey, Julie, thank you so much for that great tip. I agree with you. I, I, as I look back and as I think about all of these different episodes and just being on my own business journey, I feel like word of mouth is just one of the, 
most like underappreciated or underutilized way of of getting private practice clients. I forgot who told me this, but I recently heard that if you do good work in the therapy room, that really resonates. And that's one of the best ways to market your practice. And so I love that you shared that and hope you're well. Thanks for sharing. Hi, my name is Katie Zimmerman. I'm joining you from San Luis Obispo, California. My website can be found at www.slownewbeginnings.com. That's S-L-O, newbeginnings.com. The number one way that I receive referrals for my private practice is through being the most supportive clinician that I can to anyone who is seeking support in our community. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of people that are just calling around trying to find answers about what they need, who they can see, what they can afford. And I am dedicated to really sitting on the phone with someone, helping research when someone needs help and they haven't been able to find the right fit or something that they can afford or the specialty that they're looking for that they believe can really help them. So I'm really dedicated to being that person for anyone that I can in our community, even if the best person to see them in private practice isn't me or if I have a wait list. And I get a lot of referrals that way because people feel cared for and paid attention to. And I think that they're more likely to spread that news with others and to circle back to me in the future or when family members of theirs are seeking help. So that's how I get the most referrals. Hey, Katie, it's Melvin. Thank you so much for sharing such a great tip. I was actually reflecting on this, on your tip. And I don't know, it's, it was, I don't know what it's like for you guys that are listening, but you know, one of the struggles of being a business owner is time is so finite, right? And I love Katie's tip because it comes from this heart of service and saying that basically that, you know, everyone that calls me may not be my ideal fit client, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to serve them in the best way possible. And that power of service, Katie, I'm just so impressed that you do that so well. I can even just hear it in your voice. So I'm grateful that you took the time to share that because I just feel like that's something that many of us struggle with, right? As soon as we realize someone may not be a good fit, we want to refer them out, but we want to try to do that very quickly. And you take a different approach. And just to hear that was very humbling. So thanks, Katie. Hi, my name is Lauren Selfridge, and I'm joining you from San Francisco, California. My website, my main website is thisisnotwhatiordered.com. And the number one way that I get referrals for my practice is actually through clinician referrals. So colleagues of mine who know what my specialty is, and you'll probably hear in our community that it's so important to have a specialization. And I could not agree more. The more specific I've gotten about who I serve, the better fit clients have been coming to me and the easier it is for my colleagues to remember who to send to me and and to remember that if someone calls them or reaches out and is living with a health challenge of some sort, that I'm a great person to match them with. I also specialize in couples work. And I think because of that, people kind of think of me as a couples person as well. So between those two populations, 
I tend to be the person that folks think of. And it really also helps that I have this podcast called This Is Not What I Ordered, which is a podcast on full-hearted living with chronic illness and health challenges. And that has also, I think, helped people to pinpoint me in their minds as an expert in this area. Hey, Lauren, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for those great tips. You know, the one that I've told you this privately, but I think one of the things that I most admire about you is that you have a chronic illness and yet you didn't let that stop you. And in fact, what you did is you embraced it and you created an entire space in order to serve others. I'm just so happy you shared your tips and just reflected on this episode. And I'm even more just proud of you for the ways that you are serving and making such a big impact in the world. Thank you so much for sharing. Hello, my name is Linda Murphy. I am joining you from Tampa, Florida, and my website is at relationshipanddivorcecounseling.com. The number one way I get referrals for my private practice is by participating in peer consultation groups. I started forming and attending consultation groups when I was an intern because I wanted to learn from other counselors. In these meetings, we do things like real plays, watch videos of each other counseling, and case consultations. As you can imagine, this has really helped me to sharpen my counseling skills. I currently attend five different consultation groups every month. It's a lot of work to get to these meetings, but each group I attend supports me in a different way. For example, one group I attend is for couples counselors, while another one focuses on the clinical use of acceptance and commitment therapy. I never expected these consultation groups to become my number one source of referrals, but the bonds we've developed in these groups has increased our confidence in referring clients to one another. I love knowing that if I can't provide a service to a client, I can refer that client to someone I know and respect who can. Hey, Linda, so good to hear from you. Uh, thank you so much for such a great tip. The power of peer consultation, right? I love the multiple benefits that you've seen, right? It's helped you become a better clinician and so sharpened your clinical skills. But then you've also been able to build these beautiful friendships and you actually get to know your colleagues better and you know the, the clients that they do the best work with. And so you essentially have built this tight-knit support network, which I feel like the more and more I do these podcast episodes, I realize that a successful private practice does not occur in isolation, but it, but it happens when we support one another. So thank you so much for sharing, Linda. Hey guys. My name is Nazanin Moali. I'm a clinical psychologist practicing in Los Angeles, California, and my website is oasis2care.com. The best way for my practice to get clients, historically been through content marketing, I do weekly uh, podcast episodes and monthly a blog post. I tailor it very closely to my ideal clients. So sometimes people ask me, where do you get the content? I usually divide the content in two categories. First category is describing what my ideal client is experiencing. The purpose of these kinds of content is to show my clients that I get them. I know how it is to go experience and go through something that they're going through. So they already can build a relationship with me prior to meeting with me. 
The second category is focusing on giving them small wins and quick wins. So I teach them tips and strategies they can use to make small changes in their lives. This way they know that I have a toolbox that I can help them to make change. I hope you find this helpful. Hey, Nazanin, so good to hear from you. And so for those of you guys that just need a quick refresher, Nazanin shared the importance of blog posts and podcast episodes every month. But in each of those, what Nazanin does is she describes what her ideal client is experiencing. And so as I was thinking about that, right, Nazanin, for you then, when you do that, I imagine clients get that feeling of, man, Nazanin really understands what I'm struggling with. And I love also that additional tip on focus on giving them quick wins. You know, to be quite honest, I think when I first started these episodes of the podcast, this was actually one of the things that I struggled with is, right? So like, if we write these blog posts and we're giving people content, then aren't, would that itself like stop them from calling? So for example, would they consume the content and then they'll almost like feel better or they'll get a quick win and then that actually stops from calling and making a reaching out to us, right? It sounds like for you, that has not been the case. And so I like the way that you're orienting it in that what you're doing is by giving them quick wins, you are giving them a glimpse of the work that the two of you, or if you're working with a couple, that you all could do together. So thanks so much for that tip, Nazanin. Hope you're well. Hi, my name is Rachel Moore, and I am a marriage and family therapist registered intern in San Diego, California. I primarily work with writers, artists, and musicians, and my website is rachelmoorecounseling.com. One of the ways I get referrals that are appropriate for me is to actually say no to referrals that aren't appropriate for me. So if a potential client calls me, contacts me, and I know that I don't have the right specialty for them, I will do my best to refer them to somebody who does have the right skills for them. And in that way, it allows me to free up energy, time, resources for me to help the folks who are my ideal clients and who I know I can serve in the best way. And I think that actually, paradoxically, the best way to get referrals is to be discerning, even though it's scary sometimes or we think we want to serve everybody. I think the best way to get the best referrals is to find the people who you know you will serve best and allow those people that you won't serve best to find clinicians that will. Best of luck to everybody. And thanks so much to Melvin for doing this. Hey, Rachel, it's Melvin. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that great tip. I was reflecting on that tip and you said, you know, say no to referrals that are not a good fit and you do your best to refer them out. I feel like for many of us, we have to get to this point where we realize who we are meant to serve and who we are not meant to serve. And just because we can't serve somebody, it's not a reflection of our competence as a clinician. And so I'm just so grateful for the way you articulated that. So thanks so much for sharing. Hi, my name is Rini Beck from Oakland, California, and my website is RiniBeckNFT.com, and Rini is spelled just like her name. The number one way I get referrals from my private practice is by giving the viewer a felt sense of what our work together will be like and who I am on my website. 
our websites were a first step in developing trust with potential clients. And it was important to me that they could sort of step into the work by merely being on my site, not just through the text, but with the use of color and imagery. Because I'm a dream worker and do lots of shadow, symbolic, and imaginal work, I wanted to convey that, to create a sense of depth and shadow in a website as purple and black, which are also my personal colors, to invoke a sense of finding wisdom and strength hidden in and protected by shadow. I have lots of images of beauty and light emerging from darkness from NASA. And when a potential client calls and says, I really resonated with your website, I know that's likely an ideal client. Hey, Rini, so good to hear from you. I love just all of those tips that you shared, particularly just the power of visual imagery. If you guys haven't had a chance, uh, be sure to check out Rini's website. It's the way that she talked about it. You'll see it when you, you visit the website in terms of who she serves and how she serves and how the visual images uh, on the website really reflect. Yeah, I love that great tip. I, I think we don't often talk about visuals on websites. And so it's a good one. Thanks, Rini, and hope you're well. Hey, everyone. My name is Shane Burkle. I'm joining you from Dover, New Hampshire. And my website is at CouplesTherapistCouch.com. Quick shout out to Melvin. Thank you so much for this opportunity. The number one way that I get referrals for my practice is by having a clear focus and purpose in my mission. And what I mean by that is that I'm passionate about helping couples have better relationships so that all the people I see for the most part are working on their relationships. All the trainings I go to are about how to have better relationships. Everything on my website is about having better relationships. And so I begin to develop, I've begun to develop a reputation in my community. So I've been asked to speak. I've been asked to teach about couples therapy. I have a podcast called the couples therapist couch, where I talk to experts in the field of couples therapy. And so all of this flows into my mission for helping couples and it helps grow my reputation in the area. And I continue to get more and more referrals and I continue to build confidence in my ability to help people. So that has been my greatest source of getting new clients. Hopefully this is helpful. Thank you so much and take care. Hey, Shane, it's Melvin. Thanks so much for sharing such a great tip. The thing that I took away is to remind myself that to be really clear in my focus, my purpose, and my mission. So who is it that I'm meant to serve? And then I, I love that extra tip that you provided. So it's not just about writing blog content, but you're also thinking about trainings, um, who you're connecting with, um, even on your podcast, the guests that you have on, all of those different things all reflect back to your expertise as a couples therapist and wanting to be the best couples therapist that you can be. So thanks so much for sharing. Hi, Melvin. This is Savon Penn in Portland, Oregon at a new counseling center. And I'd say the main way I get referrals here in Portland is by networking with others and posting mental health and relationship advice and resources on social media. I just like to be available uh, to folks with their questions. And even though I can't see my friends on social media, they have friends who have referred to me. So that's probably been the main way 
and getting to know uh, some of the big uh, faith communities here in town. I've connected with their ministry leaders, like small groups and recovery and men and women's ministry uh, leaders. And for the sites or the churches that have websites, our counseling center has been listed as a referral source. Take care. Looking forward to this episode, Melvin. Hey, Sovan. So good to hear from you. Uh, for those of you guys who have not met Sovan Penn, he's one of the kindest people that you'll ever meet. Um, and he's also one of our wonderful admins for our community and make sure that things are running quite smoothly. So as I was reflecting on Sovan, so he had a, a bunch of different, just great tips, Sovan. So one was networking with others and posting relationship advice on social media. And so for me, that reminds me that you don't try to be an expert on everything, that you just really focus on relationships, but then you figure out sort of the nuances of those relationships. And then I know also know that Sovan has just a heart for working with parishioners of churches. And so I love that tip as well. So thinking about where do where do his ideal clients spend their time and who are the people that are in front of those ideal clients. And I love that little extra tip of forming the relationships with the faith communities and then being listed as a referral source within that community. And so continuing to support them and nurture that relationship as well. So thanks for sharing, Silvan. Hello, my name is Thad Fry. I'm joining you from Boulder, Colorado, and my website is thadfrycounseling.com. The number one way that I get referrals is through the Rocky Mountain Brain Spotting Institute, and the Rocky Mountain Brain Spotting Institute is a nonprofit here in Boulder, Colorado that was created to promote and advance the use of brain spotting and help all our clients the best we can. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hey, Pads. Thank you so much for sharing and what a great tip. So the thing that I reflected and took away from that is the power of looking to see if there are existing local chapters of organizations that are either based on a clinical specialty or an orientation or a training. Or, you know, for example, here in Philly, there's even something like the Philadelphia Society of Clinical Psychologists, right? And so even it could be based on our degrees. And so that's, thanks so much for sharing. That's such a, a, such a great tip. And the neat thing is, and you didn't say this, but I, I like felt it in your voice that even though you're part of an organization where other clinicians do the same do brain spotting as well. You don't actually see them as competition necessarily, but you see them as just a large support network. And so that's so cool. Thanks again. Hey gang, hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Again, wanted to do something a little bit different and I hope more than anything that this episode has given you some good ideas in terms of how to get referrals for your practice. So just a little bit of self-disclosure, I was scrambling recording the reflections on this episode because our daughter was in the middle of a nap. And so I was like, please, please, please don't wake up. And I caught it just at the end, literally when I recorded that last reflection, Christy's reflection, she woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. So, but I uh, hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as we wrap up this season of the podcast, I was actually looking at some of the the numbers. So we actually started this podcast four years ago this month. And I remember just being so scared to start this podcast. And the first day I ever released an episode of STC, we had 
I think nine people listen and I'm pretty sure like four of those were my own family. And so I remember just being so like disheartened and discouraged because I had put in so much work into, into creating this podcast and I looked at some of the stats and recently and now the podcast has grown to being listened in 127 countries and we just passed 650,000 downloads which I don't have 650,000 family members. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I created this podcast, uh, you know, not because I'm a private practice coach. In fact, I don't really have any interest in doing that at this point. So, but I, I, I created it because I wanted to serve our field. And I'm just, I remember just being so happy to be in the field and, and I wanted to do something to give back. And so I appreciate each of you for taking the time to listen. If you get a second, and only if you get a second, and if it's not too inconvenient, please consider leaving a review for the podcast on iTunes over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash iTunes, just sharing how the podcast has helped your journey. This is for two reasons. One, it just helps the podcast to reach more of our colleagues that need to hear it. And two, uh, recording a podcast sometimes can be a little bit isolating, right? You're not quite sure if an episode is resonating or any of those things. And I like to just read those reviews just as a, particularly on the days that are harder and, and you wonder those questions. So as we wrap up uh, again, I just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Therapy Notes for supporting this month's podcast episodes. Uh, if you guys are looking for electronic health records, wanting to move into electronic health records, there's a number of great ones. And one of the really good ones is therapy notes. Um, I've gotten to, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I've gotten to know them and trust their work. And so I wanted to share a little bit about more about credit card processing. And so one of the really, really cool things is, again, they actually have the credit card processing integrated into the therapy notes electronic health record. And so that practically means that you can charge a card directly in Therapy Notes using like a USB card reader, or you can actually manually enter the credit card information when adding a payment for your client. Now, the really cool thing is Therapy Notes actually keeps track of those payments. And then that way you can do all of your client accounting all in one secure location. But now the really, really cool thing is you can actually securely store that card information for future transactions. So you can literally swipe a card once and then save the information later, or you can add that manual information. And so practically what this means is you can collect things like copays or missed appointment fees without needing to swipe the card every time. And that just saves a ton of time and all of that stuff. And for those of you guys that are worrying about safety, it's something I constantly think about. So all of this data is encrypted. So it helps protect private payment information from any sort of people that don't need to be having access to it. So again, so you can use both credit cards, debit cards, as well as health savings accounts cards. And you can learn more about Therapy Notes and the good services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Therapy Notes. And be sure to enter the promo code MELVIN at checkout for two months absolutely free. Have a great, great, great rest of your month. Thank you again. And I will see you in a month with uh, brand new episodes and uh, take good care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.
Hey there, hope you enjoyed today's podcast session. And especially if this is your second time listening to this podcast session, I hope that you've picked up just a a new level of insight and something that helps you on your private practice journey. As I mentioned at the beginning, I will be back with new episodes very soon. And before we wrap up again, just wanted to encourage you to check out the Selling the Couch directory over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. Um, I actually wanted to use this time just to talk a little bit more about not just the directory, but what we're doing and what my big vision for STC is. You know, as Selling the Couch grows, uh, what really weighs on me is how do we use um, our influence and how do we use the resources? And for me, how do I steward well um, all of what I'm creating? And so we're actually taking 50% of the profits from directory sales to create a scholarship fund for kids who have been rescued from brothels in the commercial sex trade. Um, when I was a grad student, I um, was very fortunate to work three weeks in Bombay, India with the NGO and with social workers in Kamartipura, which is the largest concentrated red light district in the world. Um, It's the largest red light district in Asia. And uh, I spent three weeks there, um, spent uh, a day right in the heart of the the red light district, um, going into brothels, with um with with the social workers um doing lots of education on everything from HIV AIDS um all the way to uh trying to figure out what what some of these workers the challenges they were facing and i spent the majority of my time about 5 hours away um helping at a school where the kids of these workers um were were and uh just to teaching different classes, uh, getting to spend time with them, reading bedtime stories to the little ones. And f- uh, ever since all of that happened, I just have always felt like, man, if I ever get the chance to do some big things in the world, I want to make sure that uh, everything I create uh, leads to something way bigger than me. And so, um, and fortunately, selling the couch happened, and now the STC directory is happening. And so this is where... Uh, I'm hoping that you know we can dedicate our time and our resources, and I really have some big plans as we go forward with this. Again, you can learn more about the Selling the Couch directory over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. Be sure to enter the promo code podcast to get your first month absolutely free. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, I will see you next time. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.